We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Castellanos leads off second. Now the pitch to bowl. Swung on and line. Down toward right center field. Soto's coming on. He can't get it! He dives! It goes all the way to the wall! Castellanos scores easily. RBI double Alec Boehm. And the Phillies are on top 4-2. And that is all she wrote as they hold on to that with some good bullpen work. And take a 2-1 to lead uh, over the San Diego Padres in the NLCS. Tyler Kepner joins us. Tyler is the baseball columnist for the New York Times. Like Mike Sielski, he is a product of the mean streets of Montgomery County. You can follow Tyler on uh, Twitter at Tyler Kepner, K-E-P-N-E-R. How you doing? Good, guys. How are you? We're doing great, as you can well imagine. Uh, by the way, Tyler has a new book just out, The History of World, the World Series, The Grandest Stage. And I want to start by taking a quote from your book and using it as the basis of a question. And you quote Ruben Amaro in this book, and he's talking about the great Phillies teams of 08 to 11. And Ruben, this is actually, you talked to him about how they lost to the Yankees in 09, dropped the NLCS to the Giants in 2010, and then Division Series, the Cardinals in 2011. And you quote Ruben here saying, when you're talking about playoff baseball, really, it's the team that's playing the best baseball. They're getting the breaks. They're making the breaks. I don't think we had the best team in 08, of course, when they won. I think Boston had the best in 08, but they got beat. So are we now seeing the flip side of that? Are we now seeing the Phillies as, hey, the last team into the playoffs as the team that's playing well, getting the breaks, doing everything right, and maybe found that magic? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you know, it's it's – it's really, I think Rob Thompson said something in San Diego that was pretty cool. He said, like, for us, the pressure was just getting here. You know, that was that was the hard part, was, was getting into the playoffs and breaking the drought and all that stuff. And once they were in, it, it seems like it's been um, a different team, a team that's playing, uh, you know, looser and, and, and getting the most out of itself, which is really, I think, really what, what we've been waiting for um, if, if we've been watching this team. You know, like, they've had... Uh, good players. They've done a lot of right things um, here. You know, they spent really well. Um, they brought in a lot of talent and even developed some. And uh, it's all coming together. It doesn't matter if they only won 87. You just got to get in and see what happens. And um, and they're making it happen. Tyler, it's good to talk to you, my friend. One of the things that Glenn and I have been kicking around this morning is uh, Rob Thompson's approach to pitching, particularly with ahead of tonight's game in Game 4, starting Bailey Falter. You know, do you take Ranger Suarez out after 68, 68 pitches last night? 
you obviously have a much broader perspective on this, you know, deeper knowledge of Major League Baseball and the trends and the way people think about these questions now. Kind of what's your perspective and take on the way Thompson is handling the pitching staff? You know, do you worry about game five or a potential game six or seven? Or do you say to yourself, you know what, we got to win tonight and whatever it takes to win tonight, we'll deal with the repercussions later. Yeah, that's the approach, Mike. You know, just win the game in front of you. And I think that's what we saw last night. You know, like in real time, I didn't love taking out Suarez because he hadn't shown any reason uh, to doubt him at that point. Um, but it worked. I mean, look, they, if he gave, he gave you five, that's great. If you feel like Eflin's a better matchup to get you through six, you know, based on how his stuff aligns with the particular hitters and it works, then, hey, that's great. I mean, you know, he was, wasn't going to go much more than six anyway. These guys don't do that much. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a slightly different way of, of, of watching baseball, and it's going to be really different as we go forward with no off days the rest of the series. Um, but I think Thompson has earned the trust. Um, I mean, like I didn't love taking Wheeler out of the one hitter the other day, but I guess, you know, his, his velo was dropping a little bit, and then he agreed to it. So I think Thompson has really earned that trust with the players, and they're making him look good by by executing. I mean, so it's going to be weird today, you know, seeing Falter, you know, only go through the lineup once, if that, and then mix and matching. But win the game in front of you. Um, worry about tomorrow the next day because these wins are so precious. Just get it and then try to figure it out. So, Tyler, this works if you get a bullpen that you can trust. And for much of this year, certainly for the last five, six years, the Phillies haven't had that at all. Your column today um, in the Times, or at least on the website of the Times, uh, the headline of which is, a reliable bullpen is exactly what the Phillies needed. We didn't see it until recently. What's the turnaround? Yeah, well, they've found a... uh a late game combination that works and you can throw so many possible uh, permutations at it as they have the last few years. Right. I mean, you don't need to go through all the, all the names of the workmen's and Kennedy's and Knables and, mm-hmm. and, and all the different guys, Bradley, who, who they tried out this, this grouping seems to be working. I mean, Alvarado and Dominguez, Eflin as well um, have all been great, but particularly those first two, I mean, they, <laughs> Alvarado's pitched in every win in this postseason. Um, they haven't lost when they've used Dominguez or Eflin. Um, and that's how teams win in October. I mean, in the, in the book, I, I go through kind of the reasons why the Braves didn't win more than one title, and it was just because they could never quite get that reliable end game. You know, you think about Braves uh, relief pitchers back then, and it was Alejandro Pena or – Jeff Reardon or John Rocker or, or, or Greg McMichael. It was always it was sort of someone different. You know, Mark Wollers had one good postseason, but he didn't really sustain it. Um, and the Giants won three in the tens because their relievers were always nails. So you can't, you just can't afford to blow a lot of games. I mean, it goes without saying um, to, to win in October. But if your relievers, if you find that combination that shuts it down, wins the game you're supposed to win, that's when you get rings. Tyler, what was the perception of the Phillies around Major League Baseball before the playoffs began? Was there a feeling that this was a sleeping giant if they could put everything together? Was there a feeling of, oh, it's the Phillies, they'll blow it again? Um, they always come up short in September. Kind of give us the pulse of what baseball thought of this team before the postseason began. 
Yeah, I think there was a lot to prove. I mean, they certainly had the star power. I think it was looked at as kind of an underachieving team um, for sure. But when they traded Girard, or when they traded Girard, when they got rid of Girardi and, and, and brought in uh, Thompson, um, everything changed. And I, I think at that point, it sort of became this team that, that uh, you know, like, wow, do you realize how hot the Phillies are? Like how good the Phillies have been since, since uh, they made that managing change? I, mean, I did a story on Rob Thompson um, in August, I guess, kind of just pointing out like the difference that, that, that he had made and, and how well the team had been playing since then. You know, you, you follow various Twitter accounts and they, you know, you, you'll see like, huh, like they, they have the same record through this number of games as the 08 and the 1980 team. Oh, that's interesting. You know, so you start thinking like, well, maybe there is something going on here. Um, certainly they have to prove it, but, uh, I think it kind of took a while for people to notice just how hot this team was uh, just because of the bad start. But you mentioned Rob Thompson, and yeah, I mean, the numbers certainly bear it out. You uh, spent a lot of time in New York. You're based in New York. I'm sure you see the Yankees a lot, watched Rob Thompson over the years. Um, he's not he's not what we're used to as a manager. Uh, he's quiet, and you don't get a lot out of him and so on. What do you see as why? I guess it's a simple question. Why has he been so successful? He's a guy who, you know, genuinely cares a lot more about his players than about his own profile. He was never that guy in New York where um, he sought out attention. If you want to talk to him, he was he was fine. He was cool. He was he, was, uh, he had a wry sort of sense of humor. Um, you always knew that he kind of saw everything in the room and knew knew what was going on. Um, but he wasn't going to be out there uh, cheerleading for himself or promoting himself. He just cared about the players. Um, he was always the most prepared guy in there. And that's what um, really matters to the players is, is if they know, if they can trust, they'll trust you if they know that you're prepared and you really care, care about them. Um, doesn't matter that he didn't play in the big leagues. doesn't matter that he hasn't won um, championships as a manager. Um, you know, he, he earns their trust and, and baseball people really like those kind of guys who, who just don't just do the job and don't say a heck of a lot. It's not that he's not like you know revealing much because you know you ask him a question, he'll, he'll you know he'll tell you. But he's he's not uh, he's sincere. I think is the biggest thing. He's sincere and and they see that he's sincere and he's prepared. And you know that that that's what this group needed. So Tyler and I, Glenn, were born I think a month apart and probably like two miles away from each other. <laughs> he grew up in, in Flower Town. I grew up kind of in Glenside, you know, Ardsley, Abington, Upper Dublin. I, I just remember having talking to Tyler before about how he likes to say he used to score regularly off his neighbor, Mike Richter. That's correct. There right? you go. That's at Flower Town Zone. You, you can't mention the name. I don't know name. if I ever scored off him, but he was my next neighbor. <laughs> you, you, you can't mention Mike Richter without prefacing it by saying Flower Town Zone, Mike Richter. There you go. Um, it's like That's his right. real first name. Um, but, but Tyler, you've written in your book, The Grandest Stage, and I think you and I have talked about this, um, that as a fan, you went to the 1983 World Series, and that that was the big event that really got you hooked into baseball. Um, and you it, you've made it your career. In some ways, you've made it your life. What what is it like for you to, on the one hand, have this national perspective and love of the sport, and you're covering it in its totality, but to still, you know, based on your your youth and your childhood. Um, to be able to cover the Phillies, you know, in a postseason series like this, um, you know, kind of take us through how you do it and what you're what you're thinking and feeling while you're doing it. 
Yeah, I, I've you know covering the the '08, uh, the '07, '08 um, rise really. Um, that last game in '07 uh, when they beat Washington to get into the playoffs, and then throughout the '08 run was was obviously really special. Um, and but it was special to me because you know because I knew the history and I knew so many people who who care so much about it still as fans. Um, and it was a great story. Um, you know, when, when they lost in 09, that was, I was the Yankees beat writer. I covered the Yankees for eight years. It was a great story for the Yankees to get back on top, um, and to beat the champions to do it. So you realize that it, 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 you look for, you look for stories. And when the Phillies are the story, um, that works for me because I, I can, I feel like I can bring, um, a, a little more depth to a little more texture to, what's going on with the team um, because I, I have followed them um, my whole life. So it's, it's definitely not a matter of rooting. I mean, I, I, I've, I've right. read plenty of stories about them when they're not going well. Um, but like, in 08, you know, I, I knew Dave Montgomery my whole life. So I could write a profile of Dave Montgomery um, with a lot of sort of nuanced history that, you know, maybe other national writers didn't grasp because they didn't know Dave their whole life. You know? So uh, that kind of thing, um, you know, is, is where it comes in handy. Um, you know, just being attuned to things in the area, like you know, I can go to Hatboro and write about the relief room. You know? like, yeah. like the fan out there who who uh, who honors the Phillies relievers in his bathroom, or I can write a story last year about um, how Mike Schmidt, uh, the 50th anniversary, of the drafting of Mike Schmidt, which was the most successful draft pick in Major League history, um, in terms of you know contributions for the team that drafted you. Um, statistically, it really is, and 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 I think by eye test too. So yeah, so I can find those kind of stories. Um, because of my history uh, following this team, and, and, and that's uh, that's pretty gratifying to be able to do. All right, let's close by telling you about a new, uh, speaking of the World Series, you have a new book that is just out, The History of the World Series, The Grandest Stage by Tyler Kepner, which we hope you're going to have to soon do an addendum adding the Phillies year. But tell us a little bit about the structure of the book. By the way, your last book, uh, K, was just terrific. Loved it. I look forward to getting and reading this book. Tell us about it. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, it, like Mike mentioned. It was you know it all sort of stems from being a, eight years old and going to a World Series game in the afternoon at the vet. Um, they lost. Obviously, eighty three is not that well remembered um, because it was so close to eighty. But uh, I missed eighty. I was five years old, right, Mike? So I don't know, remember just, anything about nineteen eighty, but yeah. I have that image of uh, Gary Maddox lining out to Cal Ripken burned in my memory. Me too. Yeah, and I I was thought from the front row at the vet because you know I down there when fans had left. So um, I've always paid a lot of close attention to the World Series. I've always loved it as an event. I always thought there was uh, material there for a book that, that was that would not be structured like a um, like a reference book. You know, first first series to last, go through them one by one. Um, I wanted a more of a readable um, narrative, and, and so I chose a lot of different themes. I chose dealing with the pressure of the World Series and unsung heroes and managing in the series and um, how to build a World Series team. And there's Philly stuff throughout it. I mean, I talked with Mike Schmidt about how, how he could be so locked in and be the MVP in 1980 and yet couldn't get outside his own head in 83 and he went one for 20. You know, how to mm-hmm. deal with the pressure, right? I mean, I talked to Del Unser kind of about being uh, a, an unsung hero who stepped up in the big moments. Um, I talked to Roger Mason about how he was kind of the, the guy they should have stuck with in, in, in Game 6 in Toronto. 
Um, you know, when Fergosi, you know, went to the exhausted relievers, um, you know, West and Anderson and, and, and Williams, instead of just sticking with the one guy who, for some reason, was having the night of his life. Right. You know, so, so like, getting into that stuff, um, I think, will really resonate with the fans around here in particular, because um, hopefully I was able to, to you know, bring out some of the things that they remember or, or you know, for the good and the bad of this, uh, of this great event. Can't wait to read it. Um, good stuff, Tyler, as always. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Tyler Kepner. Get his book. Read him in the New York Times. Pleasure to talk to you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.